Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to 31 Days of Terror 2023, day number 20. And I have two spooky stories for you today and story number one comes from Anonymous. I started drafting this email while I was at work listening to episode number 39, The Whistler and the Nightcrawlers, and had the urge to write down my experience. I kept listening and now I'm at the first revisiting episode or Oh Shit That Happened To Me episode number 44. My experience is mild in comparison to many of the stories you have covered, but I've never felt anything like what I did that night. A bit of history. My boyfriend and I both worked night shifts with different days off and plenty of overtime shifts due to the chronic shortage of people who would want to work as first responders. We have both had little weird things that have happened to and around us, but we do try to explain the weird away. Most of the time we can debunk it. But occasionally there is no answer other than infrasound. To set up this story, we live on the outskirts of a pretty quiet small town that at the time had nothing in it except a fertiliser company. Most of its residents are older or just keep to themselves. No one walks around at night and especially not on our edge of town because there aren't any street lights. Our closest neighbours are elderly and both had mobility issues, so they don't go walking around at night either. The back of the house, our main entrance, as that's where the carport is, faces a large cornfield and some sparse woods. The house sits several yards back from the roadway. We also always get a collection of leaves right next to the back door due to the way the wind blows. So when it is quiet, you can hear the crunching leaves when someone approaches the back door. About six years ago on an autumn weekday night, I know it was a weekday because I worked every weekend and could almost never get one off for several years. My boyfriend was working and I had just gone grocery shopping at the 24-7 store. I got home at around 2am and everything was normal as I unloaded my car. I put all the grocery bags on the floor of the mudroom right inside the back door of the house as this is where our chest freezer was. Everything was quiet. The furnace wasn't on, the freezer wasn't cycling... There was no wind or bad weather, no cars driving by. I remember taking a breath and enjoying the absolute silence for a few moments because all too often we are surrounded by different types of noises, particularly white noise. Cars driving by, the furnace or the AC turning on, the fridge cycling through, etc. This was one of those quiet moments where your ears almost ring with the lack of sound. After enjoying a bit of peace, I started unloading the frozen groceries. I had to rearrange some of the items in the chest freezer and was almost done when I heard a two-note whistle. A high pitch that dropped into a low pitch without a breath. 
When I say I had a visceral reaction to this whistle, I mean immediately and simultaneously, my brain said, don't react, you didn't hear it. As the hair on my neck stood up and my blood ran cold and hot at the same time. So I listened to my gut and kept unloading the groceries. Then I heard it again, seconds after the first, the same two notes. The only thought in my head was don't react, don't acknowledge it, do not react. It sounded like it was right next to me. It did not sound like it was outside. It did not sound like it was further in the house. It was next to me in the mudroom. After the second whistle, I took note that everything had remained silent in and outside the house. I couldn't push it off as air moving through the furnace. Not a single house appliance kicked on. No cars had driven by. And who would be walking on the dark edge of town at 2am on a cold weekday night? Now I knew I wasn't just hearing things. I put down the groceries and still acting as calmly as I could, I walked around the house with my firearm in a resting position and my phone in my hoodie pocket. Like I said, we were both in the law enforcement field and I was worried someone had broken in, even though I knew that the whistle couldn't have been that loud and clear unless it had been in that room with me. I walked slowly, purposefully, even though I wanted to run. I kept thinking, do not react, do not acknowledge it. There was nothing in the house. Everything was locked. There was nothing around the front of the house and I was too scared to open the back door, but looked through a window that faced the door and saw nothing. After being sure that I was safe, well, from anything tangible, I quickly finished putting up the groceries, then sat in the living room and played Disney movies for the rest of the night with every light on until my boyfriend got home after dawn. He is sceptical, of course, mostly because he didn't experience it himself. He believes that I believe I heard it because of how I reacted. I never saw anything that night. I only heard the whistle. We lived in that house for six years and I am still awake at weird hours of the night because of work. I have sat in or next to the mudroom repeatedly and I've never heard that whistle replicated. So I don't believe it was any house appliances or pipes. I haven't heard that unexplained whistle since that night. I have been anxious and even scared while on and off the job, but this was different. I didn't know that there was such a difference from being scared and being terrified. I was terrified. Every time I think about it, I still get goosebumps and an uneasy stomach. I was never a big whistler to begin with, but ever since then I've not whistled once. I've only told a handful of people and every time I have, they ask why I didn't run screaming. I don't know how to explain it to them but it was completely driven by that inner voice. Like I said, this was fear on a visceral level and I couldn't think other than do not react. My mind was blank. Once years later, I believe it was around the COVID lockdowns, a co-worker and I were watching Supernatural and one character whistled those two notes and I went cold. I couldn't finish the episode because the character kept whistling. It wasn't quite as strong of a reaction as the first time because I knew it was coming from the show, but it was enough that it made me sick to my stomach. As I heard, you are Supernatural fans. The episode was Don't Go Into The Woods, Season 14, Episode 16, and it is that initial two-note whistle. They repeat it and add more to it later on, but those two particular notes nearly made me puke. I don't think that episode holds any connection to what happened that night apart from the whistle, But I don't have it in me to willingly search for an audio clip of the whistle that I heard, nor will I ever whistle it myself. I couldn't bring myself to listen to the audio clip in the Whistler episode either, 
so I'm not sure how it compares to that. I've had a few other weird experiences, but most I can convince myself was sleep paralysis, a trick of the light on my glasses, or our cats. I go by the standard. If the cats aren't scared, I shouldn't be. Unfortunately, we didn't have cats when I heard the whistle, so I didn't have a gauge that night. And finishing the revisiting episode, hearing the whistler's story where the dog didn't wake up makes me nervous. Oh, we haven't had a whistler's story in quite a while. I did look up that episode of Supernatural that you were talking about, so Anonymous, if you are listening and you don't want to hear it, I suggest you stop listening for the next 30 seconds. The episode of Supernatural is season 14, episode 16, and the whistle goes something like this. That's the type of whistle that we're talking about. And I know that every time I talk about the whistler or post about the whistler, people email me and they're like, oh, it's this certain type of bird. Which it might well be. I I absolutely agree. It might well be this certain type of bird. However, that does not explain the accompanying feeling of dread and your brain going, don't respond, don't react, don't just, it just never happened. What is your brain trying to protect you from? What is that primal intuition about that whistling sound? And the story of the whistler, the original story of the whistler that I read out on the podcast still terrifies me to this day. And that's not even something that I personally experienced. So Anonymous, I recognise that it must have been really scary for you at the time, especially for your intuition to kick in like that and go, oh my God, you are in fucking danger. And then when you hear it later, it must bring up some serious stuff for you. Some of that fear must come back. I don't know what to tell you. I've never quite figured out what the whistler could be, what the intentions are. But whatever it was, your primal intuition was telling you that it was not good. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And story number two comes from Emily. I've always been interested in the supernatural. I'm definitely a believer, but take most ghostly things with a pinch of salt. When I was little, I used to freak myself out by watching horror movie clips on YouTube. Then I moved on to avidly watching ghost adventures as a teenager. By the time I got to university, I ended up specialising in the gothic. I couldn't get enough of it. That being said, I'd never really had a spooky experience myself. Or, when I did, I really clung to it. As a child, I would often get what I can only describe as sleep hallucinations. Not paralysis, because I don't ever remember being frozen to the spot. I would wake up and see or hear things, like a tall shadow person at my door. My name being whispered above my ear. Pots and pans being banged downstairs, despite it being the middle of the night. I've started getting this again nearly 20 years later. 
the same character keeps appearing, a black entity with red eyes. It scares me as I lie on my side and sometimes it whispers in my ear. This can probably be put down to multiple factors, such as having an overactive imagination, my brain being half asleep and playing tricks on me, and in later years, using my phone too much before bed. I mean, in one hallucination I saw Mac and Charlie from It's Always Sunny, so I know that was a weird dream thing. But part of me wants to believe in the other stuff. I've never quite felt comfortable in that room, anyway. Always like there's something else there. I always have to keep the light on until I literally can't keep my eyes open because I'm scared I'll see something that I shouldn't. Another room I've never felt comfortable in is the spare room in my grandparents' house. As children, my sister and I would occasionally stay there overnight if both parents were away working. Again, I'm taking my feelings of unease and foreboding with a pinch of salt, as I was young with an overactive imagination and in an unfamiliar room. However, my grandmother once told me a story that still freaks me out. Many years ago, my grandfather worked abroad quite a lot, so she was home alone with my dad and his siblings. She woke up in the middle of the night to hear someone running up and down the stairs clear as day. Nothing sinister like a robbery just running, over and over. Perhaps it was one of the boys, she thought, but something about this felt off. Eventually, she mustered up the courage to check on the kids and they were sound asleep. The weird thing is, she told me the story after I felt so uneasy in the spare bedroom, and the spare bedroom actually sits at the foot of those stairs. This brings me to the most recent and most concrete evidence I have for the supernatural. Cut to a few years ago when I was in my final year of uni, living in a classic terraced house with my friends. Strange things happened in that house. It was at that time that the sleep hallucinations started coming back. You could attribute that to poor mental health, but actually that year was the healthiest I'd been my whole uni career. One night I woke to see a white misty figure glide across my vision and towards the window. I literally screamed no and leaped out of bed to turn on the big light. Another night three of my housemates and I, all on separate floors, woke up at exactly the same time, 3am, the witching hour, right? And then on another night my housemate frantically messaged the chat for us to go up to her room because her door handle and her desk were shaking. I sprinted up there, armed with salt, eager to see a ghost. Sure enough, the desk was shaking by itself. There was no loud music playing to make it shake or anything. Despite being a massive fan of the supernatural, I teared up with fear and ended up throwing the salt down the stairs. I don't know what I was thinking either, which I then had to vacuum up. And then there were the things that kept going missing. We would drop things like pens only for them never to be seen again, even if we gutted the room. We used to joke that the house was taking them to the shadow realm. The worst one has got to be my little golden cat, which I got from the Chinese area of Epcot as a kid. I was clearing out my room, ready to move out. The plan was to pack up most of my stuff and give it to my mum, and then sort the rest later, as I was moving into a different part of the city once I'd left uni. I picked up the golden cat, thinking I would put it in the home pile, and then put it on my bed but then I thought it would be a nice addition to the new house, so I reached back to pick it up again, only it wasn't there. When I tell you I had a full-blown meltdown over this, I get really upset over missing items anyway, so to lose something meaningful to me, and to know that I would probably never see it again was utterly devastating. It's been two years since I've moved out of that house and I've still never found it, despite emptying the old room, and thoroughly unpacking all of my stuff. 
I don't know what was up with that house, but despite everything, I was actually really sad to leave it. I can't decide whether seeing Mac and Charlie from It's Always Sunny is the worst sleep hallucination that you could have or (laughs) the best sleep hallucination you could have. I don't know which one it is. And again, that story of your grandmother hearing something running up and down the stairs over and over again really scares me. I think it's the repetitive, mindless nature of it. And I always imagine in my head something like a, a person completely blank faced just running up and down the stairs over and over again, running to the top of the stairs, stop, turn, run back down again. No expression, no nothing. Like in um that film Get Out, when the people come like sprinting towards the guy, completely expressionless, that's what it reminds me of. And so weird that that's the same place, the same room that you had that bad feeling is, that sort of seemingly unexplained bad feeling. And that uni house sounds really really sort of frustrating, I would say. I mean, you've got those, your sleep hallucinations, as you call them, came back and then your housemate having their desk and their doorknob shaking. Like, that always feels to me like it's just a really strong energy type thing that is there. But the thing that I I would find really difficult as well is the things going missing. The items that are important to you that get picked up and go missing, that would drive me absolutely bananas. Like I would not be able to cope with it. That's the epitome of a haunting for me. That would be how you would send me to an early grave is by taking my stuff and make it go missing. So if any ghosts are out there listening that want to enact revenge on me, I'll give you that one for free. That's how you do it. Thank you so much to Anonymous and Emily for sending in your stories. Remember, if you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And if you are desperate for some extra spooky content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad-free. And on that note, I shall see you tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.